I'm in the dark right now. It's completely dark. I can't see anything. I'm in, I, I did the recording studio thing. Okay. Uh, I moved my equipment to a different space and I got everything ready to do the podcast in a more professional sounding environment. So it should sound a little better. Um, now I, I, I do recognize that probably nobody's going to notice if it sounds any different, but if you do notice, leave a, a comment and I'll read it. I'll read it next time on the, on the podcast. I'll read a comment. Actually, we do have, um, we're going to do something I like to call a fan corner this time. So I have a request from a fan on something that we can do and I'm going to do it for the fan. So this is Untitled Sessions, episode four, the fan edition. I, oh no, sorry. Nope. This is Untitled Sessions, episode four, the football edition. The editor put this on here. Fox on, the fox on, the fox on, the fox on. Football, 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 football. Pass me the ball, pass me the ball, pass me the ball, pass me the ball. Tom Brady, pass me the ball. All right. So you guys know I'm a big football fan. Um, I, I wrote Peyton Manning last year. I asked him if he could be my new God. He didn't get back, but that's... God doesn't always talk back. That's what they teach you in the Bible. So I'm, I'm still... I, he's my new God, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, pass me the ball. Um, football, let's talk Super Bowl. The editor should have put in the song when I was going... If the editor doesn't, then this time it is fatal. We're not going to have a conversation about it. It's just going to be fired, done. But God, I don't want to get bogged down. Super Bowl V XVV III. I think this was the this was the XVIII one. Uh, fly Eagles fly Philadelphia. Great job to Philadelphia. Uh, I, it was a great game. I was I loved watching it. Uh, they were really doing such a good job. Fly Eagles fly. Uh, I was at my buddy's house. We were, we were, you know, we were drinking heavily, and by by halftime, by the Rihanna show, I don't even. We got like two songs in, and I completely forgot what else happened. But they were up by so much that I, I just have to assume that they won. So go Philadelphia Eagles! Congrats on the ring. Um, my, from my understanding and the stats, the Philadelphia Eagles are some of the most ring having. They're one of the most ring having teams. So this is a good thing for them because I think they're almost, they're like second to the Patriots or something. So congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly Eagles, fly! You did your thing um, against the um, it was the Ravens this year. It was yeah they were calling it the Bird Bowl this year because of the it was the rivalry between the two bird teams in the U.S. National League, um, the Baltimore Ravens and the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Eagles came out on top. And it's a super, it's a, it's a, sorry, it's a bird bowl, right? Because it, it, it was the two bird teams. So Super Bowl XVI, the last time, when I say, when you say bird bowl to me, I think like, what, like chicken noodle soup? Like chicken noodle soup, like a, like a bird. Because, you know, you got the, it's protein from a bird and it's also, it's, it's in the bowl. Um, this is Untitled Sessions episode four, and I'm so glad to be here doing this, doing the podcast. 
um, for you in a professional environment. Um, look, okay, look, so here's what's going on. I wanted to just not make it too corporate or anything, but I was told that we have to get sponsors. So I have segments this time. We're going to do segments. So, you know, we have, we get the song. We have the, I did a joke. We did a joke. I had a joke prepared. And now we, I think we have a skit later. We have the fan corner. I don't fuck the fan. I don't want to fucking do the fan corner. Fuck the fans. You guys have to trust me. This isn't, this wasn't my direction. Okay. You just have to trust me. I didn't want to do this, but all right. Um, yeah, football, Tom Brady, pass me the ball, man. Pass me the ball like you pass your, your spit into your son's mouth. That's a cool technique. I don't know if you know that, but every time Tom Brady's actually ever won, he before he gets on the field, he kisses his son in the mouth with tongue. And it's there's full of saliva too. He was he was talking about it in an interview. He said it it not something something saliva fluid of champions. And then he used the words my son in the same sentence, which is really cool. Um Tom Brady. I'm thinking that's why he wins is because he's got those untraditional methods. But for my money, I'm going to raise my, my, my son just like he did. Cause you know, obviously there's something going right. That kid's going to grow up well adjusted. Tell you what. So that's our football. Uh, that's what's going on with football. Um, so what, what else is happening? Um, uh, fan challenge, fan corner. So they told me to do, uh, this is from a fan. This was a comment left in, on the podcast. And the fan challenge was, they said, Ryan, can you do a review of Avatar, The Waiting Water? Okay. Yeah. Avatar, The Waiting Water. Uh, they have, so Avatar is one of the movies that's in theaters right now. I think it just came out yesterday. Um, oh, I forgot to say the date. It's Saturday. February 18th. Yeah. Uh, n- n- 9.44 PM my time. Okay. So Avatar is one of those movies that, you know, it comes out on the screen in theaters and you get to see it as well, which is a treat. It's an added treat because you get the popcorn, which is like a treat already. And then you also get to, you're, you're at the movies and you can actually see the movies too. Like James Cameron, he, uh, he did this one and he did a he did a great job. Several of the people in the movie are actually blue, which is different than uh, most colors. So usually people are, we, we have all sorts of colors, you know, but they actually did blue people in this one. So I was watching it and I was thinking like, wow, all the, they got all the sea mammals in the movie too. They had the dolphins. Uh, I really liked the dolphin scene. What was going on there with the characters interacting with the dolphins. I felt like it was really I could see James Cameron sort of him thinking about dolphins and then putting them on the screen in like sort of a kind of a cinematic allusion to something that really exists in our world, which is also a dolphin. So yeah, I rate it really well. I saw it. Um, I saw it with some popcorn. I had a soda and, um, I say I would rate like a, I'd, I'd probably give it like a nine out of 10. Um, you know, I guess I was, I was hoping it would be longer so that I could watch more of it. All right. So that's fan corner. Um, I haven't seen the movie, but I think next week we could probably do like a thing where I have seen the movie and I could take a request. It's not so fucking stupid from, and I do love my fans, but that's, you know, just don't waste my time. So we have, uh, so Super Bowl. 
They call it the beautiful game. <laughs> I call it the beautiful game in my house. I don't know. I think they I think they talk about the other football and they say beautiful game. I think they should talk about both footballs. That would be funny. All right. So what's going on this week? Um, yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it took so long uh, for me to get this episode out, but it's not my fault. Um, so I started to say I, this is a new recording environment. Hopefully there's less echo. I have some more stuff going on, so it should, you know, just help focus the sound, make it sound a little less like it's um, being recorded in a cathedral. And I'm probably the only person that cares about the quality of the audio from the last episodes. But to me, it matters. And uh, editor here. I mix the audio for him. I care about the quality. I care so much. Yeah. So this should be better. But the thing is that, so I set up this whole thing, like, I don't know, like a day or two after the last episode. And then I, I do it and I have my stuff up, up in the, in the new recording area and everything's all set up and I go to hook it up and I find that I do not have the right cable to connect my audio, my interface, uh, Scarlet Solo to my, my MacBook, my laptop, because apparently Apple thinks that nobody uses USB 2.0 or 3.0 connections anymore, which is false. Uh, cause I do. And I did not have a USB B to USB C cable. So I need to get one of those. So I went on to, I just shopped online and they said the Staples had it in store. So I, I did the order for in-store pickup and I got in my car and, um, I got Staples. I got to the, you know, gentleman handed it to me. No problem. I didn't sense any judgment in his eyes or his words, which was good. Sometimes I get that. I'll just be out and about and, you know, people are whispering and saying all sorts of insane things to me. Um, but he gives it to me without a problem. I don't have to struggle at all. And I get back to my car and I put it in the passenger seat. I got a big grin on my face, which is great. I'm happy. I'm having a good day. I think it was a Sunday. And I go to drive home and I, um, I forgot my address is the thing. So for two weeks, I was just sort of driving around the city that I live, but not really, I couldn't find my house. So I spent two weeks driving around without being able to seal the deal. So yeah, I was just, I was living out of my car for like two weeks and, but I'm home now. Everything's good. The dogs, I, you know, they just, they broke into the food, into the water bowl. They got everything they needed. They made their way outside. They drank rainwater or something like that. They survived, which, you know, that's why I call them my little survivors. That's a name that I give to my, my dogs. So my little survivors survived, uh, as did I, on McDonald's, uh, breakfast sandwiches. And um, yeah, the cable, things are working great. So I'm in the new environment and the cable's working and um, let's just hope it doesn't betray us for this, for this episode. But yeah, no, I'm in, I'm in the complete darkness. Um, it's also hot in here. The thing is, so what I didn't get at the store is a light source because in this space, I actually don't have a lamp. I didn't really think about it until it became nighttime and I can't see anything. So I'm basically in like a sensory deprivation situation, which I think might help elevate the uh, quality of this podcast, because the, I've been told that this is something that we kind of need right now, if we want to survive. That was sort of what was being conveyed to me. But I, I don't, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that too much. Uh, good news. 
we got a setup. It's consistent. Should be able to keep putting out weekly episodes. So stay tuned for that. And, um, you know, fan corner next week. Again, I felt betrayed by the last, I don't, I watch indie films. Shit you've never heard of. So don't, don't even ask me if I've seen things because the chances are if I've seen it, you haven't. So forget it. I probably been, I was probably acting in it, which is the only reason I would watch it. Because in my opinion, movies are for suckers, unless you're in them, in which case it's art. Um, so what else is going on? Yeah, I hope it sounds better. Um, I'm really, I'm sweating. I'm sweating and it's dark, um, not having a good time physically. But I do feel like a little, it seems a bit cathartic, which is nice for me, because I, I feel like my brain doesn't go through catharsis enough. Like My version of catharsis is like, I smell the milk and it hasn't gone bad, but I expected it to go bad because it's like five days past the the sell-by date. That's not catharsis. The thing is, is that I think my fridge runs pretty cold, so it tends to preserve food for longer. So my catharsis is, is well, I don't smell it. I just drink it. And if I have like a bad reaction, then, you know, I know to not drink the rest of it, which is the good thing about the taste test because the smell test, I feel like not everybody, it's ableist really, because not everybody has a sense of smell because of COVID, which was kind of an ableist virus when you, th- or you really, if you put two and two together on COVID, little bigoted that virus is, tends to, tends to be a little, <sighs> this is Untitled Sessions, episode four. Um, I'm thinking about calling this one, we love our sponsors because we do. Um, we don't have any yet. So that's kind of me saying like, later you know if you're listening to this as like the demo oh how good is he at loving the sponsors well i love the sponsors we love our sponsors so this is like me kind of retroactively getting us the brand deal this is kind of it's sort of like time travel in a sense because i'm getting us the brand deal by you know embracing the brand deal you know what i mean we should actually why don't okay i'm gonna do an ad read um for a brand like a brand that i like that i use that i could like talk to, you know, pretty well. And we, I feel like I could send that part in to the company and then they could have someone reach out to me and, and, you know, facilitate something. So I'm going to, let's see. Um, what's the thing I like, man, I'm wearing a shirt by, Oh, no logo on this one. It's a gray shirt. Okay. Uh, so I have a MacBook. MacBook is recording. Apple. Oh, that's a big, do you know that this is, um, this is something I read online, which means that it's certainly true. Apple only actually sponsors, uh, like scenes, characters, like they only have characters in media using their products when the characters are like supposed to be good characters, like liked and stuff. That's actually, that's true from what I read. Um, that's why you don't see like, you know, most, you know, characters are always using phones and modern stuff, right? Cell phones, but like, they're almost always nondescript or they're like Google based, whatever, like usually Samsung or LG does a lot of sponsorships, but you only, you rarely ever see Apple, right? Cause they're very picky The the laptops too. They're very picky. Um, and that's true from what I understand. So elusive, but I feel like with our content, that's usually pretty, not, it's, um, pretty inoffensive. I feel like I could get a sponsorship. So let's go, I'm going to do. This is the demo tape. This is Untitled Sessions dash Apple ad read. 
Okay, so let's talk about the new MacBook. Um, now I don't have the new new MacBook. This is I think last year's MacBook, um, but it's really good. So let's go talk about that. So you, um, with computers, when they came out, things were different. You used to have to, um, you'd be on the phone all day and you'd be like operator, one zero 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 one 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 zero one zero zero send that to my wife and the operator would be like i don't even speak binary and you'd be like ah you know and then they came up with what's called the interpreter and then fast forward and then there was the microprocessor and i think that's how taiwan ended up making a lot of money and apple i not to imply that apple uh silicon or or their processors are made in time. I'm not really... So, to not to pigeonhole where they make their stuff, I'm just saying if Apple was in Taiwan at some point, chances are they made the Taiwanese people pretty dang happy with their contributions to their economy. Hiring a lot of people, which when you think about it is what it's all about. So, this is an ad for the Apple MacBook. Uh, this is the M... Uh, it's M1 chip which is different than an Intel chip, which is, I think, inferior because the Intel chip, well, you know, not made by Apple. And you've used, you know Apple, you know Steve Jobs, who's got, he's got so many ideas. In fact, I got an idea from Steve just by watching his documentary. He was like, let's go sell our OS to Apple uh, Next. You know that company? He started Next, you know about this? Let's go sell them the OS and I can be back on top. And his secretary is like, oh, Steve. And then Steve Jobs, it turns out he died of having too many ideas. They were overflowing in his head and gave him, gave him bad brain. So the laptop, the good thing about it is that all the ideas that he, he died for really were kind of fit into the laptop. Um, so Steve Jobs, I feel like the ad read is going on a little long. So why don't we just cut it there? Editor, you know what to do. Maybe if the, so editor, put some like nice, like little, like soft little technology, you know what I mean? Like soft sort of technological, kind of like some, like what you would hear in like Portal, the video game, you know, the soundtrack sort of like do, 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 do. Or you can do like the old school Apple, like the ukulele, you know, like the everything's going to be all right type vibe. That, that was nice too. That was a good time, you know, before, before COVID ruined everything. Yes, sir. You know, you can't make songs like that anymore because somebody, you make a song, it's all happy and, and optimistic and some, you know, chuckle fuck in the comments is going to be like, uh, you see the state of the world, honey? Ever hear of a country called Ukraine? Yeah, there's a little conflict. What do you live in your sugar fairy tale world where everybody can be playing music on my major chords and, you know, using string instruments. You're dumb. What is that, a xylophone? Is that a xylophone I hear? Wow, really optimistic of you. You're fucking stupid. I listen to Metro Boomin' Beats. That's my music, and it sounds sinister, like my life. And that's just a sample of, like, one of the comments on Apple's old ads on YouTube. So if you want to go pick a fight with, you know, such a jerk, it would say something like that. You go type in Apple ads 2007, which is a wild guess. But as somebody that's really, you know, I've, I've 
for the ad read, really, I studied a lot for about Apple. And what I'm getting is that they're probably one of the best companies to make ads for. And as one of the best podcasts on really anywhere, I feel like we should be getting those kind of opportunities. So Apple just added bonus. If you want to sponsor the podcast, you get the read, which can be like five minutes long. You tell me exactly what to say. I take orders really well. And in addition, I can actually throw in like a a new section, kind of like a segment where I talk about whatever you want, even if it's not like related to the computer. So if you, for example, are like, I went to this really nice restaurant in San Diego and, you know, I had crab and I had oysters and they tasted great, right? If you're the ad copy person and you're coming to me and you're like, go talk about the oysters and the crab, you know, I might say to you, well, I've never been to that restaurant in San Diego. And if you, this is really important to consider. If you tell me from that point, you say, shut the fuck up and do the read. What's awesome is that I'm so good at listening and taking orders that that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I'm going to be like, oh, the lobster was so succulent. It tasted a lot like the ocean, which is a a sign that it came from there, which is good because you don't want that fake stuff. So shout out to that, that lobster and, you know, just whatever that you guys want me to say, I'll say. So just go, go ahead and send me an email. My email is um, ryanuntitledsessions at gmail.com. Now I'm going to have to make that email before this episode goes out. All right. Well, yeah, I can do that. Okay. Send me, uh, you know, the fan corner, the last ask I got from one of you insane people that you call, I call my fans. When you asked me to review that dog shit blue movie, you sent that to me via a means that I don't even think I'm really legally allowed to talk about because it's one of those things. It's like, I shouldn't have a client for this. You shouldn't have a client for this. And the fact that you communicated to me through this, it's sort of a double blind, like neither of us should you know, speak of it sort of thing. So in the future, um, we're not going to be using that. We're going to be using the email, which is what I say, Untitled Sessions, Ryan, Ryan Untitled, Ryan Untitled Sessions at gmail.com. Okay. And maybe I'll get Ryan at Untitled Sessions.com as a domain later. Um, but First, I need to see some traffic coming through on the first email address so I can know whether to invest money that I don't have right now because we don't have sponsors. So Apple, you email me at Ryan Untitled Sessions and we'll make it happen. I am really happy to embrace our new approaches that we've been taking with um, just sponsorship and um, sections, songs, skits, ideas. So I'm just going to, we're just going to continue on that as long as we can, because it's important. But for now, I don't really have uh, any more sections. You know, this is sort of like the pilot. This is the new untitled sessions. Okay. We might, we may even start titling the sessions, which when you think about it would be a really good move for us. um, Because I think the content was getting stale. I think, you know, the first episode you know, I made it on a whim. It was very, it was very innocuous. It was just sort of like, oh, I'm going to make a podcast and let's just see what happens. And the second episode, you know, I came in with some, um, some evil energy, really. Like I was possessed. I was, there's something wrong with me. Um, but luckily we, we worked it out. I think in the third episode, you know, I said something that I wasn't super happy with the second episode. We've gone through it. I apologize. Get over it. Shut the fuck up. 
Don't ever bring this up again, ever, to me, ever. Listen, ever. And I apologize. So this episode, I have to, I have to acknowledge that we're sort of at a, at a place in the podcast where we're, we're moving past what we were doing in order to make way for what we're not doing, right? So I don't have any props. I could clap. I could be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, that's something that we could do. But I just don't want to be too reliant. You know, I don't want to be like a prop comic type. I would rather be like a, a guy that can step up to the mic and, and have something to say. So uh, I don't know. Talk about uh, TV, TV, bastard media. Well, I don't watch movies that are not I don't that I'm not in them, but I do. I do have a TV in my house and on the TV, sometimes things will be playing. So I do my favorite channel that I actually like to watch is um. I don't know if everybody's TV is like this, but my TV has like a, a channel 1000 and I don't even have cables. So I, I don't know. It's mystic to me. I don't understand it. Maybe it's just, maybe it's a program. Maybe they put all of this in a little hard drive in the TV to trick me. I don't know. Who knows? But um, channel 1000 plays one show on repeat. It just plays the same show. It goes through every episode and it's awesome. And that show is Lucky Dog with Brandon McMillan. Now, if you're not familiar with Lucky Dog, great show. Um, the host will talk about the seven common commands. He, you know, features a new dog every time. He, he like rescues a dog from the shelter and then he trains it to be with a family. So he trains a dog with seven common commands. Uh, usually he, he will address an issue like something that the family is either dealing with or like some kind of accommodation, like, you know, say um, the person adopt. it's not always a family. Sometimes it's a lonely person. And sometimes a lonely person is getting the dog and like, they're like, my husband is dead. So I need someone to talk to. So he'll be like, okay, we'll train you to be, you know, like a therapy dog. And, you know, she'll be like, yeah, nice. I love, I love to talk to dogs. And, um, this is, I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't be saying this, um, cause we are trying to get a sponsorship, but I do have, I do have, so in this show, there's something about it that always makes me laugh every time it comes on. Cause I've, I've seen so many episodes by having this on repeat on my TV that the intro sequence is, you know, it's like burned into my mind and the intro it's like this. Okay. So it's like happy, upbeat, you know, 2007 Apple commercial type backing track music. Um, you know, dun, 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 dun. it's very high. It's like TLC. You know what I mean? But so the intro is like really like happy and optimistic. And, um, at the end of it, because it's a narration, it's a voiceover from Brandon McMillan, the dog man himself. And he says, he's like, and one dog will be saved and one family will be made bigger. Like he says something like that. Today, one dog will be saved and one family will have a new best friend. This is Lucky Dog. But it's, it's the way, it's the tone of how he says it that is kind of giving me kind of like a, a bit of like a brain worm situation about that specific part. He says it like this. He says, and one, one dog, dog will be saved. saved. Long pause. And, and one, one family, family will be will made bigger or something like that. It's bigger. I don't think he says bigger, but and one dog will be saved. Okay. Me. I love my dogs and I have two of them. And I love shelter dogs and I don't want this to happen to any of them. 
but I imagine in my head, every time he says that, that he's going to end it by, he's going to say, and one dog will be saved and another will be put down like that. You know, it's, fu- <laughs> it's fucked up and that's not okay. If he said that the show would be over. You can't be just, you can't be choosing one dog to put down and another one to, to make good for the family. That's not. This is Lucky Dog. But if that wasn't like a different show, you know, like if we had like a is it like a competition where there's one trainer and he has to train two dogs and then the lesser performing dog has to go back. One dog will be saved and another dog will go back to the kennel. It's just, you know, the implication is there. And I, I just I don't like it. I don't want to be thinking this way, but, you know, he's kind of. He's sort of putting me in a corner where I'm thinking, oh, one dog will die because he's like phrasing it a certain way. That's not what I watched the show for. I want to learn the tricks, the common commands. I want to learn sit, stay, down, come, off, heel, and no. Because he's really good. He'll be like, stay, and the dog will stay. Stay in the kennel. (laughs) I'm not taking you. No, he doesn't say that. He would never say that. No. That's actually, that's really what I want to do with. I would like to have money. That would be nice. So I have money. And then when I have the money, I can buy like a farmland. And then me and my dogs can, we can live on the farmland and we can get a bunch more dogs and they can all play with each other outside. It can be a ranch. And I can do basically what I want to do. I'll just cut to the chase. I want to live his exact life, Mr. Brandon McMillan, just, just rescue dogs and then train them, rehabilitate them and then give them to families. Like, and also make sure that you film me doing it so that people know that I'm good and that I can get sponsorships. See, he gets sponsorships, like really good ones too. Um, Bainfield Pet Hospital is his number one sponsorship. And they're a, a, a pet hospital, which um, to steal a joke from the show community, the dogs are not the doctors, but they're actually the patients, which is crazy. Because I didn't really know before watching the show that dogs could get sick and die, too. I just assumed that they were just, you know, they go to a farm. Because that's what I was told. When my dog, when I was younger, he went to a farm. But I don't really have evidence that he didn't go to a farm. I don't have, like, receipts of there being, like, a farm. But I don't have, like, receipts of the vet bill to put him down either. So I don't, you know, I don't know. He could have gone to a farm where he could never bite another mailman ever again. Yeah. So what else is going on? Um, it's been cold again. I don't understand why. It was like 70 degrees like last week, and now it's cold again. It was like 20 degrees yesterday. I mean, I went out. We went to the park, which is good. We got exercise, but I don't like, I don't really uh, enjoy 20 degree weather, unpopular opinion. Am I the only one? Am I the only one who doesn't like 20 degree weather? Um, oh, actually, okay. That reminded me of something. You know, what's really annoying. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday. I always say that I was thinking, no, I was thinking about this like three years ago, probably, you know, nothing ever happens yesterday. When I say that it happened yesterday, it didn't, it happened anywhere between two weeks and like four years ago. Okay but I'm just remembering it. I, every movie where there's a scene where there's rain or cold weather, 
the mom is always like, you'll catch a cold. Don't catch a cold. Like they come in for the rain like, oh, here's a here's a jacket or here's a blanket. You don't catch a cold. Uh, first of all, and I hate to use this word, uh, but you dummy, people don't catch colds from the cold and they don't catch it from the rain. They can catch hypothermia. Yes, but they can't catch a cold. A cold is a a cold is a virus. OK, so if I ever come inside and you're like, oh, you're shivering, you, the listener, you're in my house. And I'm like, you're in my house. And you're like, yes, I'm in your house. And also you podcaster, you, Ryan, you're, you're shivering. Then I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, well, two things, I guess. I'm going to say, one, it's cold as a virus. And two, why is my window broken? which is kind of a self-serving question because you're, you're kind of there in my house. Um, the virus that is a cold is transmitted between people like every other virus. It's airborne. It's, you know, you, you cough in someone's face, you sneeze at them, you sneeze directly into their nostrils in like a crazy chained nostril formation. That's the virus superhighway, the pipeline. It's like the fiber optic of virus transmission, nose to nose, just you upside down, like a 69ing type position, but with nostrils. Yeah, no, that would be awesome. Um, or alternatively, you could just do it with mouths. That would be, you know, more, I think more normal than the nose thing. But if you're bored and you want to do something else new, then you could all, you could just do the nose which would be fine. Just not with me and not in my house. So don't be in my house. Don't sneeze in my nose and don't talk to me about the, the cold because the cold is a virus. So when I watch the movies and they say that I start screaming and I start punching my, I'm like on my fifth TV because I keep watching old Christmas movies and it's, I'm burning through my money replacing these TVs. And they're getting smaller too. I had a 65 inch, then a 60, 55, 50, fucking 45. I'm watching movies on a 25 inch CRT because that's all that they had left at the, at the store. I had to wrestle it out of the hands of a sweaty Smash Brothers player. You wouldn't get that joke. You wouldn't get that reference. You know why? You don't know anything. What do you know? Really, what do you know? Tell me what you know. Write to me at ryanuntitledsessions at gmail.com and tell me what you know. Share some, underst- tell me a book that you like. Say one book that you've read. I'll tell you a book that I've read recently. I'm reading uh, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, which is a really good book if you're in the seventh grade. But if you're a grown adult trying to stave illiteracy away the way I am, then Outliers is a great book if you don't. If you're not listening to it as an audiobook on YouTube, which is what I'm doing, I don't. Well, okay. I like to joke around. I'm like, I can't read. I can't read. I always say, my, anytime I misread anything, I don't understand anything. Oh, I can't read. I always say that. It's like my catchphrase. Oh, I can't read. I'm, you know, not like, oh, I'm dyslexic. Like, I'm not making fun of anyone. I just say, I can't read. I don't know how to read English characters. You know, I feel like over time, this thing of mine has gotten a little bit worse where. I go from sentence to sentence and I, I quite honestly just don't, I have to go back to the sentence, like two sentences before and read again and read again and read again because things just like get lost on me very, very quickly. 
Um, now the thing is I mostly right now, I feel like I mostly read documentation cause I don't read, I don't, I don't listen to the news. I don't watch the news and I'll read the news. I do read social media posts sometimes, which are, um, informative and teach me a lot, but I think like, as far as like comprehensive information, like paragraphs, I mostly just read technical articles and documentation. That's pretty much it. So me trying to read like an actual book that has like a, a narrative and stuff and like some sort of structure, that's a little bit, that's a little bit harder because, you know, one character would be like, hello, my name is Bill. And then the other character would be like, hello, Bill, my name is Adam and I'll be your server today. And then they'll go back to the other character and I don't know his name anymore. You know, I know Adam, I know that guy's a server and I just, but who is he serving? I don't know. I forgot. I don't even know why, where is he serving? Is it a restaurant? Is it the street? Is he on the street? He's just talking to random people. Hello, sir. Can I take your order, sir? Please, sir. I have some steak, sir. Would you like some steak, sir? Yes, sir. Is that what Adam's doing? I don't know. Adam's in the hyperbolic time chamber training to be a waiter. He's going through 3,000 years of waiter training. You wouldn't get that joke. That's not a joke. That's Adam's life. That's not even a, that's not a joke. Don't write to me and say, I like the Adam joke because it wasn't a joke and it will never be a joke. It's a man who wants to be a waiter, preferably a cocktail waiter, ideally, and is going through 3,000 grueling years in a timeless liminal space. Okay. And if you don't know what the um, hyperbolic time chamber is, good work. You're so stupid. It's from Dragon Ball Z. I, I watched a bunch of Dragon Ball Z when I was younger. I, I like, you would think I would be really strong by now because from emulating the Kamehameha's of the characters, but the thing that they don't tell you about that is that you actually have to, you usually have to lift heavy things. You can't just like extend your arms out a bunch and just sort of scream and you know, expect to get stronger. So I never got strong like, like Goku, like I wanted, but the hyperbolic time chamber is a, it's a chamber idiot where time does not pass, uh, in the real world while you're in it, or at least if it does, it passes extremely slowly. So you can get in there, you know, fuck around for like 10 years and still be home for dinner, which is great. And Adam's in there and Adam's trying to be the best waiter that he can. He's like taking orders from He's Gordon Ramsay's in there with him for 3,000 years. Marco Pierre White's in there. He's like, you fucking knob. Fucking hobgoblin. Something that Marco Pierre White would probably say. Or Gordon Ramsay. You really, honestly, you don't know with those guys. It, it's so crazy. But yeah, anyone could be in the hyperbolic time. <laughs> I just, I pictured, <laughs> I pictured, um, like a, just a guy, like a, just a really, really normal guy. And he just, he's just like a salesman or something. He's got like a white, you know, like a white, a nice shirt. He's got just a red tie. He's just a nice looking fellow. And, um, he's just having a good day. He's like, got a coffee. He's got a smile on his face. He's on his way to work. And he just like, just gets pushed into a portal that takes him to the hyperbolic time chamber. And it just shuts behind him and he's just stuck in there. And he's like, what, wait, what, what the devil, 
what what the heck is going on, guys? Is this a prank? You know, that's how he talks. He's such a he's just such an upright gentleman. But he's just like, but you know, he gets to be in there for like three thousand years, and he just he just comes out the other side. He's all fucked up like Charles Manson. He's just someone finally comes for him, and he's like, he's like, whoa, man, whoa, how long have you been in here? And he's like, time is a construct. Humans are the real virus. I I, I, I don't want to be back there. I'm here. I'm comfortable here. I'm comfortable here. And he's just like, oh, oh, damn, damn, man, well. I like, I like your tie, you know. The guy, the guy just fucking leaves without him. He just gets out of the hyperbolic time chamber. But I guess how would he? Maybe if time was going really slowly, let's say it would be like a week in in real terms, right? So it only been like a week, and his job, you know, he could just go back to his sales job because they think he just like took off. They think, you know, he took a vacation. He just, he just he took some sick days. But he's so he's so. He's got such a dastardly disease that he just he couldn't even call in sick because he was just so sick. But it's so it's so atypical for him because he's such a good salesperson. He's so accountable that, you know, he wouldn't want to let his clients down. But, you know, they put up with it because he he did so much for the company. And, and you know, he really he really helped. Uh, he really expanded his role, not just, you know, he was a salesperson, but he worked closely with management on their processes to make sure that things were really moving just as smoothly as as they could, not just from an internal tooling perspective either, but also like from the customer perspective. You know, he he what's great about him is that, you know, he has so much experience working with these customers that for him, you know, it's an easy conversation to have. He can go to a supervisor and say, hey, um, you know, I'd like to talk to somebody on the product team. You know, this person, they're an enterprise customer. Um, you know, they're very just important for our business. And it would mean a lot to me if if I could just have a 15 minute meeting with, um you know, the, the head of that department. And, you know, of course, they're going to give it to him because he's been with the company for 15 years and it, he's a family man. Everybody knows him. He he always just he's so fun at the office parties and just, you know, he's a good guy. And, um you know, they want to they want to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's really he's been just such an asset and such a friend, honestly, to everybody at the company. But you can't let him out of the chamber because he's rabid now. He's crazy. He's going to kill someone. So that's what's been going on. Um, news, news, news. I think I have to do a news segment. So we're going to talk about the news. Uh, uh, Chinese spy balloon. The Chinese spy balloon. It was mining its business and we shot it down. That's my take. That's what... I, that's what I believe would happen. I'm not really, I don't, I don't really understand what it was doing. I mean, cause I felt like, cause it, it's taking pictures or what, you know, what is it doing that like Google is not doing, you, you know, Google earth, Google maps. Don't they do that too? Isn't that, so I don't really like, why is it bad when China does it? What information was it carrying? Did it have like a hard drive? I don't need, I don't, I don't have all the facts, but if if this is just a thing where like, we're not supposed to put balloons in the air because it's offensive now, then like, that's okay. I don't want to be offensive. So I'm going to shoot down the next balloon I see so that it doesn't go so that it's not doing espionage. Um, yeah. And that's what was happening in the news. 
Oh, Jimmy Carter is dead. Uh, well, no, he's not dead. Jimmy Carter is in hospice. He's in hospice. He's in the hospice right now. Hospice. Hospice. Hospice? Once I listened to an album called Hospice, and it was really sad. It was like this one, it was like the guitarist. He was, it was just being so soft and unhappy. And he was just, he was like plucking the guitar and just sort of being like. <laughs> and, you know, it was so sad. Um, so, but since that was sad, I guess Jimmy Carter dying in hospice is sad too. So I'm going to recall the facts I know about Jimmy Carter as a president. Jimmy Carter, he was the president in, yeah, I want to say the 60s. Yeah, because he's 80, he's 90, he's about 102. So if he's dead now or dying, well, by the time this comes out, if, well, that is, if my editor does not want to delay me by another uh, two weeks, because, well, yeah, the other thing wasn't wasn't the editor's fault. It was, I didn't know my address. That's just why. I am doing my best. So Jimmy Carter's dying of something, of old age. He's old now. Um, I have so many questions. I just have so many. Uh, it, would, it would probably be really helpful for me to go and learn more about him. So why don't we, you know what we're going to do? New segment. A lot of fun. It's called, we're going to go on my phone. We're going to go to Wikipedia. And we're going to hope that the, the page says Jimmy Carter is and not Jimmy Carter was. Because otherwise, that would be very inappropriate my comments uh carter okay so the phone suggested jimmy johns which is incorrect uh all right so we're gonna read his wikipedia and we're gonna learn things about it about him james earl jones carter jr born october 1st 1924 is an american is is so it's all good an American retired politician. Okay. I, let me just say something. I have made this recording environment with blood, sweat, and tears. This is very hard for me. Um, I said sweat. I meant sweat because I'm sweating. I'm hot. It's very hot in here. And I'm uncomfortable. I'm sitting on a stool because I couldn't bring the mic stand down low enough. So I can't just, I can't sit in a comfortable chair, like an office chair. I can't have a good time. So if you feel like I've changed, or the podcast has changed, my demeanor has changed, something about this is different, I can point it out to you pretty clearly. I'm in pain and I hate it. I'm not having a good time anymore like I was in the first episode. James Earl Jones Carter Jr., born October 1st, 1924. Oh my God, it's so bright. My eyes are not dilated. I can't read this. I need to have this like be read. Um, uh, oh, dang. I used to be able to have Siri read it for me. Siri, who is James Earl Jones Carter Jr.? Hello, I'm not reading that. No, you, well, you got to tell me. You got to say on editor, just put in, um, tell the people who James Earl Jones Carl Jr. is. No. In your own words. Because you're, I mean, 
I pay you to do work and it's not just, I feel like editing me is honestly easy because I don't really, I don't say that many things that need to be edited out. And when I do, they don't get edited out. So it's a problem for me as a creative, as someone that's putting in the work to have an entity involved in my creative equation that's really not contributing and really not, in my opinion, earning the wage that I pay them, which is, it's fair is what I'll, it's fair what I pay them. All right, let's calm down. We're going to focus. If you, if you listen to Untitled Sessions because you like a nice, calm, relaxed environment, that's, we're going to get back to that. We're going to have a segment next week called The Calm Zone. And it's where we're just going to, we're going to take a, a big, deep breath and it'll be calming and it'll be good. But right now you just have to, re- you got to let me read the article. Okay. On, on Wikipedia about Carl. Okay. He's an American retired politician who served as a 39th president of the United States from 1977 to 1981, a member of the democratic party He previously served as a 76th governor of Georgia from 1971 to 1975. 76th governor. Wow, that's that's awesome. Um, And he was a Georgia state senator from 1963 to 1967. I bet you didn't know that. Since leaving office, Carter has remained engaged in political and social projects, receiving the Nobel Peace Prize in 2002 for his humanitarian work. He loves human beings, and that's why he's the president. Wow, he's 98 years old. What an age to be. That's awesome. Good for him. Maybe he can be 99 next year. Um, yeah, so I think that's enough of, of that, of the reading of Jimmy Carter. Um, I really, I think that the segments, so we have the Wikipedia segment too, which is great. Um, we have the football segment, which. Um, yeah, we, uh, oh shit. Sorry. Uh, I was supposed to talk about one thing with the football segment. I forgot about this. Um, I want to give a big shout out to my boy, cousin Jonah, big kid. We're also proud of you. His team did not win, um, this year's kid cancer bowl, but they did get to play. They, they did get to participate and not everybody can say that. So Jonah, you may not be a winner today, but you're a survivor, buddy. And I know you're listening, so keep your head up. And I hope to see you at Cancer Bowl, V-I-I-X, you know, all the, all the numbers, man. I hope you live forever. All right. Feeling great about the scheduled and structured nature of the podcast um, this time around. Um, I'm thinking that the editor is probably going to do a better job because the editor knows what's on the line this time, which is future potential sponsorships and really just kind of the integrity of the podcast. Because when you think about it, episode four is usually the best episode of anything. For example, Star Wars, episode four, the fourth movie that they made, that was the best one. And then it got it, then it was not so good. You know, one, two, and three, they were okay. You know, four was just great. And then I would say five and six, you know, give me one, two, and three over those. I, I didn't like five and six. One, two, and three. I mean, those were awesome. I, I think four 
you know, I know the nerds are going to tell me, oh, no, oh, you just didn't even watch the movies. Yeah, no, I didn't. I'm not a fucking nerd. Haven't you under? Don't you get it? I don't watch this crap. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But yeah, Star Wars Episode Four. I gotta, I gotta say that was the best one, and I think that this is probably our best one. So Episode Five will also probably be our best one as well, since this one was also good and we're on a good trajectory. So I'm just thinking ahead. I'm trying to plan ahead and be like an architect of my future, and. I'm thinking that by episode seven, if we don't have a partnership or a sponsorship, I'm going to stop doing this, this, this show. I'm not going to do it anymore for you. Um, I don't care. This isn't even for you. It's for me. It's not for you. So if you're listening, I don't care. But the next episode, tune into that one because you're going to love it. And I'm super happy to have my fans, my supporters, my commentators, and my emailers. So remember, uh, Ryan Untitled Sessions at gmail.com. That'll be around. That'll I'm gonna register that right now, right after this is over, where I'll get my assistant to do it. And yeah, we we can have a two-way dialogue. We can have a conversation. You can tell me about your day, and I'm probably not gonna get back to you, but you might learn about my day in the next week on the episode. So yeah, awesome. I love the internet for stuff like that, you know, two-way communication. For the internet, you couldn't really have. There's no system of sending messages from one person to another. So when the internet came out, it was sort of like this big leap where like, oh, my cousin in Wisconsin, I'm in, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. My name is President James Earl Carter. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, and I want to send a memo. So I'm going to go send my memo to my, my brother, my cousin in Wisconsin. And that's the kind of thing you, could, you couldn't really do um, before the internet. And then, which is good, because I think... I think the president probably invented the internet, which makes sense because he had to talk to his uh, his cousin in Wisconsin, if I had to guess. But I wouldn't know because I'm not a, you know, you guys, you got to just understand something. And I'm not going to say this again. I'm not a goddamn nerd. I wouldn't know something like that. Just because I've been slaving away trying to be a programmer for the past three years doesn't mean I'm some dumb little nerd that knows how to use a computer. My editor that's a, a dumb little nerd that knows how to use a computer. My assistant, dumb little nerd, knows how to use a computer. Me? I literally, I hit spacebar and I talk my shit. And that's my job. And you know what? I, I press spacebar one more time when I'm done. I know how to do that. I'm a smart guy. But then that's it. It's out of my hands. And whatever happens, happens. And I, if you hear something that I say on, on this that's not something that you want to hear me say because you think it's not right, then I have good news for you. It's fabricated by the AI. You heard it last time. You heard the, the clip that I made. Wasn't it convincing? That was AI. And pretty much anything I say that you don't like or agree with, that's AI. So the worst parts of me, in your opinion, AI. And AI is made by who? Nerds. Nerds that use a computer. I don't understand them. Um, oh, job update. Programmer job update. because. We were just talking about that. Um, so good news. Uh, I actually am three or four interviews in to a company I really, really want to work for. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. Um, I, I have my last interview in this round uh, on this upcoming Tuesday, and then we will find out if I am going to be cleared to move to the next round. And uh, yeah, no, I'm just 
Uh, you have no idea. I really, really want to work for these these people. So I'm very, very excited. Um, I'm just keeping my hopes up, you know, trying to keep my spirits up. And uh, most importantly, I'm, I'm practicing, I'm studying. And, you know, I had a lot of time in the car over these past two weeks to really, you know, just kind of hone hone my understanding of, of, of the interview process and make sure I was ready. And, um, you know, I think I did a good job on the first three interviews. So yeah, they, they didn't mind that I took it in a Starbucks either. I was, you know, I was kind of sort of in and out of Starbucks. I just told them I was so, huh, grab me. I was in the middle of getting a coffee, but you know, I was, um, I was temporarily homeless. I was living out of my car. So, but I don't think they'll hold that against me. They do remote work, so that's a big deal. Um, so if I can't find my way home again, then okay. But for the sake of the podcast, I am going to do my best. I think that there's some little nerd feature that you can put in the phone to tell it what your home address is. So I'll do that, um, or I'll have my assistant do it, most likely. And yeah, I, I don't think it'll be a problem going forward. Um, I should be able to keep to a weekly schedule. Hopefully when I get to hear this, all mixed and mastered, edited as it should be, it sounds better in the first three episodes, which, um, you know, well, I don't want to be negative, but, um, the editor did, you know, what they call in the industry, a, a, a bad job and one that really one shouldn't be paid for at all. So another mistake, like those first three episodes and, you know, some of the other things that have been done and I just. I'm going to have to start learning to do this sort of thing myself. And I don't think anyone wants that because I you, you just, yeah, it's, you're not going to like it because I don't, I don't, I don't do this kind of thing, but I do. But I so do. But I do. yeah, I'm very grateful for everybody that's been listening in. Uh, I actually noticed that 75% of my listeners are from uh, a little town right outside of Washington, DC. If you are from that town, could you please email me at ryanuntitledsessions at gmail.com? And please tell me what's going on because I don't have proof of this, but there is a prevailing theory in my life that it is possible that the FBI are listening to this podcast, which is fine because this is for everyone. I love that, but it is a little disproportionate, um, which I'm okay with because the FBI are our friends. It's my, I mean, my friends, I have so many friends in the FBI. It's probably just you know, my buddies in the FBI that are listening to this, but you know, if you're, if you're from like a law enforcement agency, you know, something, some federal agency, you're listening, could you just Ryan untitled sessions at Gmail? If you could just send me a little communication, that'd be awesome. You know, just so we could be friends and get to know each other. That'd be so cool. And uh, to the rest of you. Yeah. See you next time.